The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to the latest episode of Five on the Floor and the Five Reasons Sports Network. Thanks for joining us on your favorite podcast app. We're now on Red Circle as well as Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and the Five Reasons YouTube channel. we got plenty of other content there on South Florida sports, including the Panthers and the Dolphins and the Hurricanes. Make sure you like and subscribe. Also, FiveReasonsSports.com. Spell that one out. We do not have a paywall. And check out the great sponsors of the Five Reasons Sports Network, including You Break Wheel Fix. It's with a U at the start, the letter U, YouBreakWheelFix.com. This is a complete wheel solution. They do the powder coating. They do the refinishing. They do the repairs. We know that the streets of South Florida can be a bit messy, kind of like the finish to that game six between the Heat and the Boston Celtics. So go to YouBreakWheelFix.com. Reach out to our guy, Mark. He was hurting with the rescue yesterday. Does a great job there with his crew. They're based in North Miami. Mention five reasons and you'll get a discount. Again, it's you break. That's the letter U. You break wheelfix.com. And now, today's episode. Down to this day. Yikes. Uh, five on the floor. Ride for my dogs. Where here's the thing. You can check the score. Hustle hard, couple scars, ran bubble frogs. Just like Buckley said, you in trouble, y'all. Check the floor plan. Got an all band. Y'all seen the block. Stop the one hand. And Pat, we trust. It's power have the guts. We're here to bring the heat. Y'all can hang it up. Welcome to Five on the Floor, a daily insider show on the Miami Heat and the NBA, featuring Ethan Skolnick, Greg Sylvander, and Alex Toledo, plus others from the Five Reasons Sports Network. All right, welcome back to Five on the Floor. Here's today's floor plan. We're going to try to get off of the floor here. I feel I've never seen a game in Miami Heat history where it felt like the season ended before it actually ended. Uh, I've got Brady Hawk. You can follow me at Brady Hawk 305. I've got Alex Toledo. You can follow me at Tropical Blanket. I'm Ethan Skolnick. You can follow me at Ethan J. Skolnick and at Five Reasons Sports. Uh, the Miami Heat rally from 10 points down late in the game, take a brief lead, and end up losing on a putback by Derek White at the end of the game. Not boxed out. Um, lots of controversy, obviously, coming after the game. Even the esteemed Derek Reed retweeting us where we posted that don't understand why three seconds were put back on the clock instead of maybe 2.1, 2.5 after Jimmy Butler's free throws. And then, of course, there were a couple of other calls that Heat fans focused on. The, the goaltend on Bam, that was a huge sequence there. And then the offensive foul on Jimmy Butler. But really, the big story here is the Heat's two best players were awful for most of the game. And, you know, we can't get around that. You can talk about the officials, but the Boston Celtics went like six minutes without scoring uh, in, in, in late in that game. Jason Tatum missed a bunny. Jalen Brown missed a bunny. Uh, and it still didn't matter. Because the Heat, and when I say scoring, I mean field goals. 
it still didn't matter because, uh, again, ultimately the Heat had given themselves so little margin for error, and now they've taken a 3 nothing lead to the least possible margin of error you could have, which is they've got an elimination game in Boston where they're being called complete chokers now for what's happened instead of this feel-good story, and they've got to go up there and win one game, not only to save their season, but to save themselves from infamy. That's where they're at, and they're doing this with essentially now six players, really. I mean, Kyle Lowry was unplayable last night, uh, although he did play a little bit. Cody Zeller played like three minutes in the first half, didn't get in again. Spolster did not use Haywood Highsmith. I know that was a big topic of consternation, particularly maybe on that last play. Maybe he might have boxed out. Uh, Eric is trying to put a good face on all of this. Uh, He was much more off the cuff last night than he typically is. Obviously was emotional coming out of that locker room. And Heat fans who went from loving him about a week ago are now questioning every single thing he does. Here's here's what I want to get into today. Okay, I don't know that they can win this game. I don't know anything about this team anymore, and I host a podcast about them. But here's my question for both of you, Alex and Brady. At this point, is this more strategic and, and uh, you know, is it more strategic or is this more mindset at this stage? Because... It feels to me like the strategy doesn't even matter if the Heat feel like they're defeated before they even go up there. And yet, they look defeated in this game at home, and they almost pulled the damn thing out with Jimmy Butler playing the way in the last three minutes he should have played the entire rest of the game. So which is it, Alex? Is it strategic or is it belief? It's both. I know. I know you don't want to hear it. I know you don't want I to hear it. I do that, both. so I went to you first. But go ahead. The problem is, I think it, it's mindset more. Right. So I'll, I'll say that. I think the mindset thing is more, but it's hard not to think of scheme stuff when you talk about Jimmy and Bam like that, like you said, is the biggest story in all of this. Right. Like and just going over some of the stuff that happened. Right. You contain Jason Tatum to eight of 22 from the field. Thirty six percent. He had a couple of really good, um, you know, just kind of double digit assist games leading up to this game. That did not happen tonight. You know, you kind of kept him contained there. Five assists. Um, you only. The Heat only committed five turnovers. You know, they did what they had to there. They hit twice as many threes as the Celtics. Celtics. I don't know how they did what they did. And then the answer is really Jimmy and Bam. It's three straight games now of Jimmy and Bam putting up stinkers for what they're supposed Mm -hmm. to do. I know they're trying. It's not like they're they're going out there and not trying. And it's just all complacency, whatever. It's It's not all complacency. The Celtics have figured them out. And I feel confident about that. I feel confident about saying that. The Celtics have figured out Jimmy and Bam's games, their tendencies, what they like to do, all of that. And it's clearly getting in both of their heads because we I know we only like to talk about mental stuff when it comes with Bam when he's not taking shots. But look, man, Jimmy was attacking relentlessly right? and I think he's doing when the, the shot isn't falling, and that's great. You know, it got him the 14 free throws, which obviously were helpful. But from the field, the man could not hit a damn shot. All the shots that we talk about Jimmy being so good at and dominating this whole playoffs and all of that in the mid-range, in the paint, nothing. I mean, the team last night shot 14 of 35 at the rim. You know how bad you – I mean, you know what it is to finish 40% at the rim? 35 attempts is so much, too. Like, that is a great number to be able to get up 35 attempts. They weren't all clean. I'm not going to say they were all clean anything like that. But you got up 35 at the rim and only made 14. That's 40%. In the mid-range, the only spot all year where the Heat were able to make uh, shots at a high rate, high volume, all of that, continued into the playoffs, the mid-range, they shot 
18% from the mid-range last night, 5 of 28. And those are the shots that the Celtics, like we talked about heading into this game, give up the most. So when I say that the scheme stuff is what's important, it, it's more about what this, the Celtics scheme and game plan has done to Jimmy and Bam. I think they have to find a way around it. The onus is on them now. It's not like, oh, you know, Jimmy and Bam both played bad. It's it's some fluky thing. It won't happen again. They're going to show for game seven. Three straight stinkers from both of them for their standards, right? It's not mm-hmm. like they didn't do anything, but it comes down to those two guys. And yet there's a whole lot to go about. I mean, to go over about, the, you know, the end of the game. But the Jimmy and Bam thing is what leaves me the most concerned, and it's not even close. Yeah, you know, it's crazy. And then please, people don't take this as an excuse because they got here without him. And in some ways they've been able to uh, to do different things to get here without him. But, man, we're at a point where they could have used Tyler Hero I, because it, it's clear, Brady, that they've just locked in on Jimmy and Bam. And there's there's just no one else. I mean, Gabe has done some of it. He, he tried on the Gimpy ankle yesterday. Kyle's not doing it. Uh, Max really isn't doing it. They they miss what Tyler provides in that regard. It's not an excuse. Again, it's not an excuse for the way that they've blown this 3-0 lead. Uh, but we are seeing it. It seems like at last, finally, a team has kind of figured out, all right, without Tyler, if we do these things against Jimmy and Bam, they don't have enough counters. And that's even with Caleb playing at an extraordinarily high level. I, I tweeted this last night. I spoke to two voters last night who said that they were leaning towards Caleb Martin, particularly before the last two minutes of that game as Eastern Conference Finals MVP, which is insane. Okay, if we would have said that a year and a half ago or even a week ago. Uh, but they just – they don't have enough counters. So, so how do they – because I'm going to probably focus more on the mindset here thing. So so you you tell me here, Brady, like what, what, do they, what do they do to free the two of them up? Free their minds but also free their games. So to be honest, if you were to ask me the question, the original question, I actually surprised you would heavily lean the mindset thing. Like mm-hmm. I, I really am at that point where uh, it, it's mental. I remember we said before this game that my biggest takeaway from it heading into this one was that you cannot play tight. Like you have to be able to play yourself and play loose while also taming turnovers, which they did tame turnovers, but you cannot play tight. And then now you head into a game seven situation after that type of game. And I know the, the whole topic here is how do you recover from it? Uh, it is mental, and, and we talk about it, I, I guess, in the terms of Jimmy and Bam, because 100% that is the most important topic of any of this. Is We could talk about late-game calls and, and kind of the uh, microscope of a game six, but the big picture here is about your two best players have not been your two best players. You have a game where we could sit here and praise Duncan Robinson and Caleb Martin, but it's also a problem because we're sitting here talking about those two guys being your best players uh, for multiple games in the Easter Conference Final Series. So. Uh, how do you free them up? I w- I've been asked this on Twitter before a couple times today about like trying to free them up and how do they do it? I don't even think this is about freeing them up. Like when you bring up mindset, I think it's mindset for those two. I think it totally is. And we've talked about it to Alex's point. We talked about it with Bam all the time. And we're at a point now where I, I've, I'm seeing it with Jimmy. Like it's not schematic in my opinion. It's schematic in terms of the fact that they're really worried about him. And if he drives, they're sending multiple bodies. And when I asked him about it, he pretty much dodged the question. Like he always will say he just missed shots. Uh, which is he definitely missed shots he could probably make, but they're definitely sending help. But what I'm seeing is, and I said this, I think it was before game five, the biggest thing I'm noticing for Jimmy Butler is the fact that the pump fake needs to be gone. <laughs> like he needs to throw the pump fake away right now. The pump fake is what probably got him to this point, got them to this point, because it was just specifically, if we think back to that Milwaukee series, when even the 56-point night, he went nuclear because every time he threw a pump fake in the air, he was moving his defender around all over the place. This team's not moving. Every time he throws a pump fake or tries to pivot, they're they're not budging. So he has to find different ways. 
And the different ways of going about it is what he did in the final three minutes of that game. He didn't throw one pump fake late in that game. He was going. Like, he was attacking. He was playing physical. He was playing strong. He was flowing into certain pull-ups like he did on that on that right-wing uh, corner three that ended up kind of putting them in a decent position. He wasn't reacting, and that feels like the same thing for Ben. There was a lot of stuff uh, missing bunnies around the rim. There was just a lot of that type of stuff. So I don't even think it's schematic at this point. Yeah, he can find certain matchups, and they can he can keep tacking, attacking Derek White at times even before or shoot before they send the double. But I don't even think that matters. I just think he needs to see the ball go through the rim. And I think a lot of the free throw shooting late in that game is what led to that stuff. Him just seeing the ball go through was like, okay, now we can get into a little mm-hmm. bit of football. So that's why I think it's mindset. I don't think it's schematic. I think as long as they get in the type of flow, and I know we'll kind of look in forward into game seven in a second, but it's it's about that element. He, I said before game six, he needs to set a tone. And he didn't. Caleb Martin was the guy who set a tone. They were still ended up being in it. So I was wrong by that fact. I, I didn't think they'd be able to be in that game six if Jimmy Butler didn't set a tone. And not only did he not do that, he was extremely inefficient. Like, he, uh-huh. he was shooting in the foot. And it, it's a weird dynamic because now if in a game seven, there's no chance in the world that you can have that type of Jimmy Butler and Bam out of bio game and think you're going to be in this game. You that Your best players need to be your best players. People were so concerned about Jimmy's overall play yesterday that they're asking the question, how hurt is he? So I checked that out with those close to him. And they say there's nothing new there. And and honestly, I don't necessarily see it uh, as something new physically. I mean, it does look like he's worn out to a certain degree. Like the lift is not there, but it doesn't look like the lift problem he had with the knee and the ankle previous. It, I, I do think it's he's seeing bodies. And here's the thing about it, too. They had a technical free throw, okay, opportunity there. He always takes the tech. Like he takes the tech. Like LeBron used to do this. LeBron used to take this the tech with Chalmers or Ray Allen. Well, maybe he would sometimes defer to Ray, okay? But, like, the only time I've ever seen Jimmy defer is to Tyler on occasion and not often. He deferred to Max, yes. And then he missed the free throw. And, by and the way, Brady pointed this throw. out during and, the game. And, and, and that that's why I think you're getting at something here, Brady. Like, it's a mindset thing. He didn't want to take the free throw. That's what it looked like to me. Like, he didn't want to take the free throw. And then Max, Max ended up missing it. Uh... And, and, and again, you look at one point, two points, three points over the course of the game. We can look at all these different circumstances. But you're right. I, I rewatched it today uh, with, with my daughter, who didn't see the end of it yesterday. We were sitting at a sports bar. And you're right. Those last three minutes, Jimmy just put the ball down and went. I mean, he just went. Uh, there was none of this. And, and even you know, there were certain parts of Dwayne's career, late in Dwayne's career, where he was overly overdoing the pump fake. Like the pump fake was his thing. But then at a certain point, it's like they were staying down on it. And, and we are seeing that, and I think Missoula deserves some credit here in sort of the Celtics players. They have zeroed in on certain things. They've zeroed in on Jimmy's pump fake. They've zeroed in on a band bringing the ball down low, even though that was they did not have a turnover issue yesterday, as Alex mentioned. But they have figured enough things out. They haven't really figured out Caleb. And I think the reason they haven't figured out Caleb is Caleb is so damn decisive. Like, that's the thing. Like, and, and we've talked about this. The closeout on Caleb, like, he's going. Like, and he has counters to all of it. He knows in his head, like, what he's going to do, and he does not care. Every time the Heat hesitated yesterday, they had a problem. I don't want any slander of Duncan Robinson here today because without Duncan, they don't stay in that game. But he missed the two shots because he hesitated, okay? Hey, it's Ethan Skolnick for Five on the Floor on the Five Reasons Sports Network. As you know, we heard from Pat Riley recently. Everybody has an opinion on trades, free agency, who they should keep, who they should give up, who they should get. Well, whatever it is that Riley and the Heat do – You don't want them giving up too much and getting too little, right? Well, the same is true of shaving products, and that's why 
I use Harry's shaving products. I love the way it handles. I love the way it looks. And I love the quality of the shave. I have a little bit of trouble growing out a good beard. So better to just shave it off and make sure that it looks somewhat professional. These are German-engineered blades made in their own factory. So they stay sharp longer. It means you can use them longer. And also, they've got customizable delivery options for scheduled refills as low as two bucks, half of what you pay for other big brands. Also, I would recommend the shaving lotion as well and the body wash. So check it out. You can go to harrys.com backslash five. That's harrys.com backslash five. You'll get a $13 trial set for just three bucks. Again, don't pay too much and get too little. Same is true of shaving as NBA transactions. Harry's.com backslash five for your $3 trial set. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? outsourcing business tasks you hate. What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify's there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Particularly the first one. Like, he took forever to shoot that one when it came out to him on the offensive rebound. That changes the game. They're thinking too much. And that's why, after the break, I want to get to this. They have to just get back to the point where they don't think at all. This Boston team, I'm sorry, is not that good. Like, they're not championship material. They're not. Because with Jimmy and Bam playing the way they did yesterday, honestly, Boston should have beaten them by 25. Okay, that's the way that I view it. Boston gave them every opportunity. Their stars did not come up big down the stretch of that game. If you look again at the missed bunnies and some other things that happened there. But Jimmy and Bam were so bad that it didn't matter. And, and so I don't think this is some impregnable team, impregnable team that they're going up to face in Boston. They're not. I think in a lot of ways they're facing themselves. And I don't want to make it seem like, okay, it's all what we did and not what they did. The Celtics, like I said, they've zeroed on certain things, I think particularly defensively, defensively. But offensively, Miami has a handle on them, I feel like, for the most part, okay? Other than the games that they've gotten off, you know, with the short corner threes and that kind of stuff. I do want to mention two more sponsors here, the Five Reasons Sports Network. We had to do this one today. Water cleanup of Florida. If you've got a leak in a series, I don't know that Michael and Robert and his team can handle that. But anyway, he can handle anything else. Um, clean up your, your mold, your mildew. They've also got a preventative program. This kind of stuff doesn't happen. Go to WCUFL.com. That's water cleanup of Florida. WCUFL.com. Base above where it's home. Fully licensed. They can service the entire area. They've got 24 hours emergency service. Water cleanup of Florida. 
And again, WCUFL.com. Their preventative program, you get in that. And again, insurance companies don't cover everything. So you don't want your place to look like it looks on our YouTube screen right now. If it does, call Michael and Robert, but you don't, don't want to get there. So get into their special membership program. And both of you guys got to jump in on this. If you've got the schmutz, they've got the guts. They've got the guts. Oh, God. That was okay. That was weak. Sorry, Greg. All right. And now our other sponsor, Prize Picks, use the code 5 FIVE. Get that additional deposit matched up to $100. Um, well, you have the guts to play Bam in game seven. Jimmy went over on some of his numbers. That's that's how crazy that game was, <laughs> even with all the inefficiency. Uh, use the code 5FIVE. Get that initial deposit matched up to $100. Again, go to prizepicks.com, Google Play Store, or the Apple App Store. Play what pretty much all of our followers are playing right now and find out why. All right, we're going to close here. Uh, we're going to do a short episode today, okay? Because I, you know, we'll do a lot more on Monday. I'll probably do a starting five. Um, let me start here and I'll let you guys react to it. They, so much of this playoff series has been mindset. It, playoff, not series, but the whole postseason has been mindset. It's been this underdog mindset, this and that, playing for our lives. They, I said this before game six, they've got to play scared, but not tight. They have to find, they have to be scared of making this awful, awful history that they're going to have to hear about for the next two weeks because all anybody's going to talk about for the next two weeks and then beyond is the Celtics. The only team to come back from 4-0 are 3-0 because, look, I don't think the Celtics are beating the Nuggets. I don't think the Heat are beating the Nuggets. I think the Nuggets are going to win the NBA championship this year, okay? But we're going to have to hear about this. They're going to have to hear about this. They don't want to be on the wrong side of this particular history. Spolster's attitude, I thought he took the right tone, even though I, last night, which was kind of like, F it. We're going to go up there and win a damn game. They've won in that building before. I, I, I just, I, to me, I, we're going to, everybody's going to talk about rotations and this and that and whatever. And yes, they started Caleb. That was what I thought they should do. I think Highsmith should play in this next game. Okay. Instead of Zeller. Uh, I, I, again, would not play Lowry heavy minutes if he's going to look like that. You hope that Gabe's ankle is a little bit better. And so maybe he has a little bit more explosion, but I just think that they need to get themselves the mindset. Like we do not want to be that punchline. We don't want to be that punchline. And we, and essentially, Pro athletes play for lots of different things. They play for money. They play for fame. They play for security. They pay for, play for whatever. But a lot of times they play not to be embarrassed. Okay. They play not to be embarrassed, particularly in a social media debate show world. This team does not want to be embarrassed. It's like we said last, they were going to make history one way or the other. This is not the way that they want to make it. They have to go up there and essentially, I, I, I think it's all mindset. It's all mindset. And it's, and if somebody has to get in Jimmy's face and say, lead us, Jimmy, <laughs> that's what needs to happen. Okay. And I don't know if any of his teammates can do that other than Udonis Haslam, who's not going to be on the floor, but somebody's got it because he's on the verge of squandering all of it. He's on the verge of squandering all of it. Okay. The whole playoff Jimmy stuff, we talked about it before game six. And then he played a pretty awful game until the last three minutes. So that's where I'm at with this is they have to work themselves into a frenzy of fear, not of the Celtics, but of history. <laughs> and maybe that gets them to the finish line because I rewatched that game this morning. I don't know how the hell they were in it. I don't know how they were in it. I don't know how they had a chance to win it at the end. And not just fighting the officials, but fighting themselves. I have no idea. I don't think the Celtics did it to them. I think they did it to themselves. Final 30 seconds. I'm going to clock you guys. 30 seconds. Alex. All right. So can um, they get it done? Can they get it done? Sure. Do I believe that they'll get it done? That's a different answer. Um, 
look, the mindset thing is an important point for sure. I think the fear stuff is a little tricky because I feel like it can kind of go both ways. Like if you're thinking too much about what everybody's saying and all that, I don't know that the the fear of ending up on the wrong side of history is going to help, but I'm not sure. Like, I, I feel like, you know, if you're playing that tight, playing with fear, I don't know that it's going to work out your way, or maybe the fear just helps you lock in and play as sharp as you ever have. I, I don't necessarily think that Spo or Jimmy or others necessarily care about the outside noise. Like they like to call it so much, maybe some, maybe, you know, some players more than others, right. In, in the heat locker room, but specifically the guys up top, I'm not sure how much, Jimmy and Spo actually care about like the entire cycle of media that's going to be going around all of, I mean, you know, today and specifically tomorrow when everybody's back at work and, you know, everything comes out and it's an entire well, good thing day. It's Memorial day. Good thing it's Memorial day. Not that. Oh, yeah. You're going to be memorializing the heat before their, they, <laughs> their run is even finished here. But look, man, it, it really is a mindset thing. We've kind of talked about everything else at this point, you know, there, it's just so, so much weird stuff going on in this series. Like last night, um, I I named the podcast episode last night. I don't know if you saw it. It was uh, the, the best. I mean, the sequel that nobody wanted or nobody asked for. Because that's yeah. exactly what it felt like. It felt like a terrible sequel to last year's Game 7. Where the game, you know, the Celtics were kind of in control the whole time. It, you know, it wasn't a complete apples to apples. But the Celtics were in control the whole time. They almost gave it away to you at the end. The difference is this time it was, you know, Jimmy and Bam being carried by the rest of the team as, as you know, mm. as opposed to last year where they were doing all of the heavy lifting. And it was awesome that Jimmy was able to turn it up at the end. Maybe that leaves you with some hope that he'll have some things figured out for game seven, the way that, you know, as Brian mentioned on the show last night, he figured things out um, in game six in Boston last year after having three straight pretty bad games for his standards uh, before that. So that's the kind of hope you have to have at this point. But, man, it's really hard after just watching how everything turned out last night, all the things that kind of broke your way towards the end and then also didn't break your way. There was just so much going on. I mean, me and I, I didn't even see the the damn tipping. Like, I thought the game was mm -hmm. over after Smart's missed shot. So I, I literally did not see the tipping. I, I know I'm rambling at this point. It was just such a weird night, left us all scrambled. And then on top of that, when we went to go cover – um post game afterwards and i was walking over the locker room there was a leak coming from the roof in championship alley i mean they might need, they might need to hit up water cleanup because they played in florida if you got the schmutz they've got the guts i don't I, they've got more guts than the heat and you know i don't know that that's a good omen for game seven the leak coming from the rooftops of championship alley it feels a little bit too metaphorical <laughs> for me i don't like it but yeah man that's where i'm at I, i'm just having to deal with that after last night i'm still scrambled clearly just from the way that i'm talking right now just trying to relive that traumatic experience. Um, you know, we are where we are. Who's got the guts? Not me. Brady? Yeah, to be honest, I think in terms of this game seven, I, I said it before the show that it, it, this feels like something that's going one of two ways. It feels like it's going in the direction of Boston blowing the doors off, kind of like they did in game five. Or you get a version of Jimmy Butler that we've seen at times in this playoffs and Miami grits out a win. It's one or the yeah. other, and I don't see an in-between. Like, it really is to me. And that's why when we sit here and we focus on Jimmy Butler, it's necessary because, not it, you know, there's a scenario where maybe Jimmy comes to play and it looks like game seven of last year and your role players don't show up. But I haven't seen that anywhere close to that to make me think that that's going to happen. Like, I've seen the role players do their jobs to the extent, especially if Jimmy's playing, their looks look a whole lot better. 
So you mm-hmm. really just need that version of him. And I know there's uh, – it's kind of like, are you going to get game five of this series or are you going to get games one or two? Like that's – what version are you going to see? And the only thing that, that – the difference between those games was your best players. It really mm-hmm. was. And, and turnovers is a big thing. You cannot have the turnovers that you had in that last game five. And you have to force the turnovers that you did early in the series because uh, you do not want them to find a rhythm with that home crowd. And all of a sudden you turn the ball over – the crowd gets into it. You find a rhythm. All of a sudden, now you're fighting back from an eight to ten point lead, like they've been these last few games. It's like instead of clawing uphill their whole game to get back even, like you have to be able to just kind of roll with the punches a little bit and kind of stay even if if that's the game you're going to be in. So uh, schematically, I definitely don't think we we talked about the minutes seat in the last game. When we were talking about Jimmy playing close to forty eight. Uh, now this is this is literally the final round. Yeah. This is the the final level we're at. So those guys need to play high minutes. That goes along with Bam. This isn't just a Jimmy thing. As no matter what you could say about what Bam did in that last game, uh, you need him out on the floor. You do not need those minus seven Cody Zeller minutes in a two-minute stint. You don't need that. And if you're going to go and roll with some, if you're not going to play a bunch of your best players close to 48 minutes, then you're going to roll some guys off the bench. Use Haywood Highsmith to go bother Jason Tatum uh, and Jalen Brown. Just let him. If you're going to have a four-minute stint for somebody, it's that yeah. guy. It's that guy to go bother the other team's best players. Maybe get a turnover too. He's not going to go out there and score five or eight points in a, in a row. But you don't need that right now. You have your other guys to do that. And uh, the only other thing schematically I'll say is I think they have found something, and I think they're going to lead into it a lot in Game Seven. Is the zone like we've seen them? Mm-hmm. It's looked good throughout the series. Uh, but that's one of the things that got them going late in that game. Like we're probably sitting here talking about that zone a whole lot more if we're focusing on a, on a heat win from that game six, just because it forced so many good looks on that run. Uh, very similarly, once again, to that last year's game seven, where they just kept forcing the looks that they wanted, and they just kept kind of getting the, the good result that they wanted in uh, with Marcus Smart last year, except this year they got a Marcus Smart game pretty much that right. he was really hurting them. So that's the only difference maker. Uh, but that's pretty much it. I think you, there's certain difference makers that Spoke can make, like the zone, the Haywood Eisman thing. But this doesn't – and this sounds wild. In a game seven, you're going to want to lean on the better coach. I don't feel like it's a lot on Spo in this game. Like, it's a lot on, I guess, the, the narrative of Spo because of him blowing a 3-0 lead. We're going to look at it that way. But in terms of schematics, I don't look at it like that. I just think it's as simple of your two best guys – I keep saying it – just going, like not reacting. And, they, and it's only, it's funny because I felt – we were saying this about Tatum and Brown early in the series. It was like about them. They were like little timid at times. It felt like they were the defense was getting to them. Credit to Boston's defense because now Boston's defense is getting those two guys. So if they could figure it out right now, I like their chances. And you may be talking about the second option that I brought up, but it's going to be interesting. This is this is literally the final level. So there have been a lot of historic game sixes. It's funny because Boston's been involved in a lot of them. Uh, whether you go back to the 75 World Series with Carlton Fisk's home run, but then they didn't win game seven. Uh, you go to game six of the Eastern Conference Finals against the Heat in 2012, the LeBron game. But then the Heat came back and finished it in game seven. Nobody really remembers the game seven. Uh, game six, Ray Allen shot against San Antonio. Doesn't matter unless the Heat finish it off in game seven. And honestly, that game was better than game six. If you actually rewatch it, but nobody remembers anything from it, much to Rio's chagrin. If you, if you look at this, this game six will be just sent to history. If the Heat can do this, if the Heat can do this, they can reshape their entire narrative again. 
How many times can one team reshape a narrative during one postseason or one season? We went from they're lazy, they don't care, to, oh, my God, they're the biggest dogs in the league and they're playing harder and tougher and, and with more will than anybody else, to now all of a sudden they're choke artists. They can flip it one more time. And I'll say this. If they can go up there and win this game, no matter what happens against Denver, you can lose by 30 in four straight games. You literally can go choke in the altitude and lose by 60. Nobody's going to care. This is the season. This is the legacy of this team. And to a certain degree, it's the legacy of Jimmy Butler and Bam Adebayo and the build. Go up there and compete. Make it close at the end. If the referees are going to take it from you, they take it from you. But leave it all out there. I give them a chance to compete in this game. I do. I give them a chance to compete. I'm not going to say if they're going to win. I said the series would go in seven, but I give them a chance to compete. Thanks to our sponsors, Water Cleanup of Florida. Also, well, oh, you break wheelfix.com, price fix, use the code five. Talk to you Monday. Thank you for listening to the Five on the Floor on the Five Regional Sports Network. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.